0: hey movie lovers welcome back for another anatomy of movie here at popcorn talk today we talk about jennifer garner's new movie called peppermint the flavor of ice cream that is so wonderful that they turned it into a movie stay tuned
1: welcome to popcorn talk featuring movie discussion news and interviews popcorn talk we talk movies and now here's popcorn talks anatomy of a movie
0: that's right ladies and gentlemen we're back we have marissa serafini hello everyone and I'm Phil Svitek. Missing in action today is Dimitri Panos. If yep. you're not, he will be back next week when we do A Simple Favor as well as... What's the other one?
1: Uh, I mean, we have a lot of films. So okay.
0: I, yeah, I was queuing you up.
1: I-, I was ready for A Simple Favor. I've seen it. It's great.
0: We will be but doing The week. Predator and A Simple Favor.
1: Ah, Predator. Yes.
0: Anyway, but today we're dissecting Peppermint, the action film with Jennifer Garner. A um, couple things to note. Number one, if you're just joining us for the very first time, welcome here. Uh, glad to have you on the show. If you're returning, welcome back as well. You already know the format, but uh, nonetheless, bear with us as I explain it to those unfamiliar. Uh, we not only just review the, sh- the the movie, but we also talk about the behind-the-scenes aspects, how much money it made, and kind of give how and why to everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, furthermore, because of that fact... It is going to be spoiler-filled, so we assume that you've seen the movie or, at the very least, just don't care about spoilers. So be forewarned right here, right now. Um, And that's kind of it. We have a lot of fun doing it. So where we always start with, though, is our overall thoughts. So, Marissa, what did you think of this movie?
1: I was actually really excited to see Peppermint because I'm a big fan of Jennifer Garner her as an actress. I was a big fan of the Alias show, so I know that Jennifer Garner can literally kick ass. And uh, seeing this trailer, I was like, oh, great, another action film for her to be badass. And I was like, I'm all for it. Because the last, seemingly, like, the last decade of Jennifer Garner's acting career have been, like, mother roles, which are nice, you know? Like, they're they're kind of, I don't want to sound demeaning whatsoever, like, the light and fluffy, easier roles. They're not, like, action-heavy, drama-drama-heavy. And, and this was, like, this is the Jennifer Garner that I grew up with alias. And then, t- so I was excited to see this film. Awesome action, awesome sequences. it does not deserve the low rating that people are, are giving it. Yes, it has some glaring issues and we'll get to it, but really, it didn't bother me all that much mm-hmm. so I overall, I actually did enjoy this film
0: fair enough i you know to be I think this movie like it's not a bad movie. It just for me gets lost in a sea of other stuff I think that's that's the number one problem it has. Um, I mean, I mean, there's there's issues in terms of story and a couple of things and whatnot, but I don't think that's what like determines its low Rotten Tomato score, for example, mm-hmm. um, or at least it shouldn't. I think, unfortunately, like as far as we'll, we'll talk box office, but um, be be spoiled that it's not that great. Um, Pretty low. It's I, I think I think it just deals with that that there's just too much other stuff going on right now, and I don't know. Just didn't stand out. Um But overall, like um there are parts of the movie that I liked, there are parts of the movie that I didn't like. Um the parts that I liked I really liked, the parts that I didn't like I really didn't like. <laughs> and we'll talk about more of those as we get into it. Um so let's let's sort of break it down kind of um you know, from a story perspective. um, You know, when you talk about Jennifer Gardner and mother roles, well, guess what? She was a mother in this movie. Mm -hmm. Just a different kind.
1: Yeah, a more badass mother (laughs) in this film. Uh, It's definitely in her wheelhouse of acting. But I think she's so good at playing such a maternal character, um, some like a loving parent, and you do feel for her when she loses her husband and her child all in the same day. So that would emotionally wreck someone. So that I understood that I could feel for her as an audience member just in the storytelling. Yeah, it sets up the whole premise for the rest of the film.
0: Well, her husband Chris, I was I was kind of curious how they would handle this. Um it was right from the get-go. This was, you know, part of the inciting incident. Um, they very obviously made a very deliberate choice that he never took the job. Now I was wondering, you know, kind of before that moment of Wait, has he done this multiple times before? Like, does he have a history of this? Um, But no, it very much indicated that this is kind of his first time being asked. And, you know, and he very much turned it down.
1: Right. And it seemed like it, it seemed like the first time. But also he apparently things, I guess, in their personal life, in their marriage life got so bad financially that he felt the need that he had to take this job to help their family live somewhat of a better life or have more opportunities. Oh, did that kick them in the ass so hard.
0: So hard indeed. But it, it, I think it would brought about a darker tone to the movie if he actually was part, somehow tied into the cartel. Um, but the fact that he, you know, they, they made a very deliberate and wise choice, I think, to stay away from that side of it by by making it known that he did not take it. And right. that she, her entire family is just victims of tragedy
1: right and i think it also makes sense that as unfortunate as it is to lose the husband and the child i think losing two people at once and compared to maybe losing just one or the other that adds more impact of why she's doing this revenge justice um you know trip that she's going on in the spree essentially so like because she lost two people it's double the pain that's double the efforts of why she's going out after everybody compared to if it was just if she just lost her husband would she kill 43 people for one person
0: yeah uh maybe maybe if it was just the daughter maybe but who knows
1: yeah for one person 43 people i don't know the ratio is not the greatest but also if it was just if she lost the daughter, will she also lose 43 pe- or like kill 43 people?
0: Which is as a side note, that's so many people that, like, just watching the movie, I didn't realize the full body count.
1: Yeah, apparently, the, the entire body count at the end of the film, she killed 43 people. That Hence is 43.
0: That is quite a number that I was, yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't uh, add them up, I guess. Yes. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I want to pause real fast and talk about a moment in the movie since we're talking about the inciting incident. Um, this entire movie is called Peppermint simply because of the ice cream flavor that the daughter chooses. And at no point is it ever brought up again.
1: Nope. nope.
0: And she the, didn't even like the flavor. She got Rocky Road!
1: I, I know. So it, it like really deters the meaning of Peppermint for those who love it. I, I think it was more so that... Peppermint was the the flavor that was so important to the daughter, and because that was the last thing the daughter ever did with her mother, peppermint is just so ingrained into her memory, like, this is meaningful, now it's just peppermint. It's like, she can never think of the word peppermint the same ever again, after that whole night.
0: Fair enough, but, but,
1: um... Does it add to the storyline? No, no. But it never
0: comes back! Like, that, that sort of idea that she can never have, like, peppermint ice cream ever, like the The word peppermint never comes back, and yet that is your title of your movie I, I think if anything did a disservice to the movie, it's the title
1: what okay i cannot I agree with that um but what other potential titles could have worked for this film?
0: Uh, rocky Road <laughs> I don't know something
1: the don't, Rocky Road that she was going on
0: d- yeah, see double something. double entendre
1: mm, maybe.
0: Uh, anyway,
1: well, I think maybe peppermint was just also peppermint, something sweet, so it might have like enticed people to go say, "Oh, peppermint can't be that bad." If it's peppermint. I don't know. <laughs> False I'm trying, advertising. I'm trying to they justify did. the word peppermint, other than the fact that it it now has significant meaning in her life.
0: Fair enough. Well, let me ask you something that has significance, especially. Um, as it relates, because she's she's going after the cartel. Now, there's a couple of articles that I read that were talking about the stereotypical nature of the cartel. Mm. Like it's not just one thing that they're all Latino, but like they, all the uh, the the three people that murdered the husband the husband and the child. I mean, they just look like
1: gangbangers,
0: and I'm sure that they don't look like then Like the actual actors right, themselves they were aren't
1: purposely looked. Yeah, like that.
0: Uh, and so I want I want to get your take on that because some people are calling that um, I don't know let's say insensitive, um, especially in th- today's time and age. You know, when you think back on Black Klansmen and you know how that mm. brought up the idea of uh, of uh, Birth of a Nation, rousing the KKK into action, and like this in some sense, um, you know, very deliberately could. Do something you know, just right? That and uh,
1: there, there was another article too, where they were worried about the ethnicity that all the cartels in this film were Mexican, were Latino. Um, also, because it just unfortunately coincides with the timing of Trump and all of his retorts against the Mexican community, the Latino community. So people are, are worried that it, the the Mexican cartel in this is misrepresenting. The, the Latin community, and even the director, um, Morel, Pierre Morel, he was like, it, it wasn't really about that because it, it was written into the story. He also purposely had the the lead investigator, the lead cop, who's on the good side, he was also Latino. So it's it just happened to be that fit within the story that the cartels were Mexican. It's not really, you know, designated to a certain race is just that was the story and it wasn't attacking a a particular um race just because like hey cartels you automatically think mexican no
0: yeah and to that point i mean it's uh as far as the corruption the the, the corruption stemmed pretty far uh certainly the judge got his comeuppance eventually in the movie Mm -hmm. uh which was a good moment i thought Um, yeah
1: I mean there there were a lot of bad people in this films of different races. So not just the Mexican race but the the judge who was Caucasian there is really whoever did injustice towards Riley North got you know really got what they deserved in the end.
0: Absolutely. Well, um before before we fully dive into other stuff I I, I want to use the jumping off point of um uh, uh of the cop, right? The cops themselves. So one's Latino, one's not. Carmichael is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and for most of the movie, kind of, it, it kind of hints towards that um, Moses would be the cop that is giving intel to the cartel, and yet they do a bait and switch because it's actually Carmichael.
1: Yeah. What
0: were your thoughts on that little twist? Because it was a big twist.
1: I think it was. I think that was actually pretty set up pretty well because when we see detective. Have that moment with Carmichael saying, "Anyone who thought about going up against this Diego Garcia got killed. Just thinking about it, let alone actually physically getting involved. So it it kind of like played with the audience, like, okay, he he's smart enough, or he should be smart enough, not to go against these guys. So he's like, if you can't beat him, join him. Exactly. And you're like, well, shoot, that makes sense that that." why, uh, like, now knowing that Carmichael was involved with them, it makes sense that Diego Garcia got away with whatever he was doing for so long.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it was interesting. I would love to see kind of Carmichael be a little bit more involved, like, once we figured it out. Because, like, the breadcrumbs never indicated that he'd had ever been the mole. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it it only made sense as far as... um, like it's not like we mistook any clues it's just uh, the clues that they they threw out very deliberate clues with Moses um, by that notion as you talked about you, you know generally when that happens yeah it's it's gonna be you when you whenever you try to prevent someone else from doing their job from like going after the truth it's probably because you have a self-interest mm-hmm. um, whereas no it was it was an altruistic interest of Carmichael you're gonna die yeah um, so that was the but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. As far as Carmichael, I really wish that they layered in one or two things to to then have, when the aha moment comes, it's like, oh, we misinterpreted something right. rather than it wasn't there.
1: And they did tease moments where Carmichael was so defiant against, like, no, it can't be the same guys. It's like he, he was purposely... Um, like reluctant that and didn't want to believe and dismissive that these are the people that he was involved with and now we know why because like these these can't be the same guys from 5 years ago like so he kept believing making the audience believe it's like no it's not the same guys but it's only because he's trying to cover him his own ass
0: <laughs> yes indeed indeed um so to that point, I guess uh, a natural question would be, "What was your favorite murder?"
1: <laughs> there are so many,
0: uh, forty-three <laughs> to be exact.
1: Um, and it's really hard to just like pinpoint everyone. Um,
0: but they, I mean, what well, was interesting? Like, this,
1: I wouldn't I, say my. Oh, sorry, I, I wouldn't say my favorite murder, but my favorite sequence where she just like went all out was when they were in the that stuffed toy factory. And she just, like, game of, um, game of death then, went up the different levels and took out everybody individually. And she was smart, and she used the environment, she used the racks to and things to fall down on people, and, like, she was smart about it. It was awesome. Yeah, and it was fun to watch.
0: You know, what What, what makes this movie work um, is, that, is that it's no different than other sort of movies in the genre, that that whenever you feel like you can't do something about something, like... I'm sure plenty of people have felt like her um, where there's a sense of injustice and justice isn't being brought about and so she's, the fact that she's enacting it, you know, the, the, the more that she goes through it, the, the more kind of relief you feel and you live vicariously through her
1: Exactly. I'd have to say my most disappointing deaths. This sounds terrible. We're, we're excited <laughs> about deaths. Um, they were deserved.
0: They Listen, were deserved. They they yes. were evil people that killed for no reason.
1: Yes. Very true. At least the husband. and This is a film. Um, I was actually very um, disappointed that we didn't get to see the three guys she hung up on the, the Ferris wheel. The three ultimate guys that actually killed. Because they were killed off-screen. Mm-hmm. We didn't see it. They were just strung up and displayed for everybody. But we didn't see it. And it was so early in the film. You're like, oh, great. You can, you can actually build a whole storyline to get to those three guys for an entire film. But the fact that they were killed off in the first 15 minutes, I'm like, who else do you have to go after?
0: Well, everyone that wronged her.
1: Apparently. Diego. Well, like, I imagine the lawyer and Diego. But they were all essential. well, Diego made it to... Basically the end, but the lawyer and the the three thugs, if you will, um, they were killed in the first twenty minutes. So I was like, okay, that's this essentially an entire film. So everyone else are just really bystanders. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, they had a hand to play. They were part of the number one. Most everyone was part of the cartel. Yes. So you in know, some shape or form. Yes. Yeah, um, what, what, what's the term? They're, they're accomplices. Mm-hmm. One Definitely way or the other. Um, Or uh, what, they, what do they call it? Um, there's a more technical term where you're not an accomplice, but um, you're privy to the knowledge or you didn't stop it or something or other.
1: Proxies. What yeah.
0: Proxies I'm not a proxies. lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: It's okay. I understand what you're saying.
0: I think, yeah. Thank you. Anywho,. Um, as, as, as far as that yeah it, it, it was you're, you're right about that it is an interesting take because that could have certainly been the movie but it was more so about uh, Diego Garcia because he's the one who put out the hit right mm-hmm. and he he was the end all be all um, you know one of the things that I was surprised that didn't quite happen was the social movement as far as um, you know all, all the people that she was the homeless people that she was living with like yeah they made the poster for her but um it, it it didn't kind of grow beyond that. Um the social media like I, I that the the periphery of this quote unquote social media of people being like, yeah, go, go, go.
1: Mm-hmm. But well, uh, she, she built a community that she was helping out, protecting, and therefore they kind of protected her or at least looked to her. Um, I mean, look at this poster. The for those listening on iTunes, there's mm-hmm. the actual peppermint poster where the angel wings are made out of bullets. Um, so it, it just shows that yes, she helped that ghetto community and protect them, and be safe. But also, they didn't really help her when she needed it. That's the problem. She helped them, but they didn't really help her, mm, and yep. that was what was frustrating.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, yeah, never I never thought about it in that way. But um, it, w- she really is a standalone person.
1: Yeah, because the whole, not to jump far ahead but like the whole showdown at the end where like the kids got involved unfortunately who were living in the ghetto everyone was just standing there observing on their well like the regular community on their iPhones those who could afford it and then the rest of the ghetto community was literally just standing there so like they didn't really help her they were just there and yeah. I'm like that's also unfortunate <laughs> it's like stand up for her stick stick up for her
0: yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 interesting to look at it that way cuz I you certainly wouldn't expect help from the bitchy mom. I you know, from <laughs> that <was> great. <laughs> that was a good moment cuz at no point did I think, okay, the bitchy mom's also going to now change her ways. Um and you know, uh she plays it so amazing and and sadistic but but fun where she's like uh your house is going to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, no, I lied. But just that moment that, that the pain <laughs> that the the mom had. I uh, think was it was great. a good
1: setup because uh just with that suburban mom who's definitely judgmental. Because at the beginning of the film you see she also did her wrong, not in the killing mate, but just like emotionally um picked on her so, and then her daughter is like you should have punched her in the face cut to an hour later and she does actually punch her in the face i was like yeah she had that coming but with the whole delivery of the line of i'm gonna burn your house down this is after we've already seen her kill about 20 people so
0: and the house blow yeah. up
1: <laughs> and so like the audience is already like conditioned like yeah i think she's serious so she probably would burn that house down with you in it so it was actually pretty funny
0: well i i think what what As far as writing, their biggest strength is knowing when to not take things too far. Mm -hmm. So, like, at that point, if she really did blow her up, um, I think think it would have been one step too much. However, I actually do think she's more deserving than even, like, maybe we give her credit for. Because had the mom not been Mm bitchy and had the mom not set up the party... Then they never would have
1: had to go and get ice cream in the first place. So it's so, the mom's fault.
0: Yes, it's a yeah, series it's of bad events.
1: Fault. Yep, yeah, I agree. She should have just went, over, went after the mom first, and the movie would have been over.
0: Well, like our our little girl Peppermint says. It's not her name. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, she should have punched her right then and there. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's what I think. Um,
1: but at least she got what she deserved to, so... Yes, Just she a did. Nice punch in the face.
0: Um, what did you think about um, kind of the addition of the FBI and all that, um, especially the pseudo developing love story that was supposed to be happening, but then obviously doesn't.
1: I really liked Lisa. I was I was all for her woman power. She was the smartest person in the room. She was the one getting all the answers, and especially especially when um. Carmichael was like there witnessing that oh crap she she's gaining on me um she was the one getting all the answers she she figured out all the the police trafficking and all that so like i liked her because she was taking initiative to finding steps and getting closer to riley and she was bringing the audience along with her it's like okay yeah we know what riley's up to and then like unfortunately she gets literally dumped into a dumpster. I was like, she did not deserve that. No. No. I liked her. I was rooting for her. I really, she was the person I wanted to live in the end. She well, should she have a two strong did. women. I know. It would have been great.
0: She did not deserve it.
1: See, but her problem is she was too smart. Too smart that they had to kill her. They had to stop her. And the only way to stop her was to kill her.
0: Yeah, I just, I just wish, I don't know. She's good, though. I mean, obviously, it works from a story perspective, but uh, from an emotional characters-you-like type of viewpoint, you're like,
1: I really wanted her. Yeah, and it was also good to have her because this is, if you really think about it, this film is is really one woman and a bunch of men. And so to have another woman who's, like, more fairly sane and, Mm -hmm. and neutral throughout this whole movie is actually, you know, kind of refreshing you're like, okay, now we have like a, a good template of what a good sane woman is to follow in this movie. Yeah,
0: well, you know, um I think it it was the system that drove Riley North to quote be insane. And again, insanity's sometimes a matter of perspective. Right. Um
1: Or pushed to the edge or pushed beyond her limits.
0: Pushed beyond her limits, certainly. And uh you know. How she trained, we don't know. I mean, we kind of get a glimpse to it, but, uh, you know, just for five years, all she did was train how to kill.
1: Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm glad we're, we're on this now because this was my glaring issue of the movie because the, the first five, ten minutes set up really good for family storyline. And then we skip five years and we only get maybe two glimpses of what she did during the five years. And in a storytelling, you're... Basically, skipping the whole middle act. What happened? What, like, I wanted to see the moments with Riley North being like, okay, I got out of the asylum. This is my whole thought train process. I'm going to properly train. I'm going to track down the system, track down everyone who was involved. And, like, I wanted to see her journey and her process to get to the point where she can just kill a bunch of people. But so you we wanted didn't, the Breaking we didn't see Bad that. version
0: of Jennifer Gardner. Yeah,
1: like I wanted to, it would have helped more for character development and m- made it way more believable that she was capable of taking out so many people. In the first 10 minutes, it seems like she wouldn't hurt a fly. In the last hour and a half, she kills everybody. So, but like, where's the, the it's like you go from literally zero to 100 and no. you skip the whole middle ground. And that's well, it's just the what different- really bothered me.
0: It's a different story. It's not the story they wanted to tell, but, you know, ultimately. Because um, you're, I mean, in that sense, you could make two movies out of it, right? You could do this movie where she kills the three people, and then that's kind of like her calling card of, like, I'm coming for you, Diego Garcia, and then sequel. <laughs> we get Diego Garcia.
1: Right. So,
0: I mean, it's just, yeah, I'm not saying one's b- better or worse than the other. I think, I think they're just different
1: and I get that, but I think having a better background and building more of a developed character would have made the audience re- like more believable. Like, yeah, she can take out all these guys. She got so good at weaponry. She mm-hmm. can. She's a sharpshooter. Like, she literally went from someone who probably never touched a gun to now better than most snipers. So it it just it didn't feel like this is a part missing in the movie that would have helped to the character development.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think I mean, if I look at the purpose of this movie, it really was just live vicariously through Jennifer Garner versus let's tell an amazing story. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think that that's why it goes the way that it goes. It's because it's like, okay, we we want to get Jennifer Garner 43 kills. Not we want to <laughs> shape Jennifer Garner into an Oscar-winning performance.
1: Mm, yeah, no, I I I get that. Um I'm not I saying right or just, wrong, I'm just saying right, that's right. what it is. I'm just trying to think of another film. Uh, enough, if you've ever seen the movie Enough with Jennifer Garner. and not Jennifer, the other Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. Um, at the beginning of the film, she got wronged by her husband, and who beat her up. She got so pissed, she took up Krav Maga. Yeah, her. And you see her process of like learning the martial arts, learning the skills, learning the mind and getting her mind set. And then we see the in the third act, she taking out her husband. Like, we saw a whole character arc, character process of her going from 0 to 100 in that film. Not in this film. Not in this film. You you miss the whole building up process that she can take out so many guys.
0: Yeah, that is true. Uh, well, the good news is, There's plenty of articles out there that you can read about how Jennifer Garner got into ass-kicking mode. Mm. Um, So, at the very least, while you're robbed of it in the movie, um, plenty of stuff out there. Like, for example, on her Instagram pages, uh, Jennifer.Garner, there's plenty of workout videos of her getting into shape uh, for this movie. So, you know what? While you're missing that, Marissa, (laughs) that just means you got to follow more Jennifer Garner.
1: (laughs) I guess, but I I think also, like, me being a general fan of the Alias show, I know she's capable of it, so I like to think I'm kind of an Anomaly audience member who's like, yeah, I totally believe that she can kick ass, because I've seen her kick ass in other stuff. Electra, I mean, she got Marvel movies because of Alias, Um, so, like, I know she's capable of it as an actress, as a character, not so much, but... Yes, Jennifer Garner, because she, she did a lot of physical training for this months in advance. She, she was a dancer, you know, younger, so the whole muscle memory, body memory of movement and stuff. Uh, she got back in it, and she really did actually put the training and the physical work, getting back into shape and kicking ass. So good on her. We didn't see it in the film, but we see it on social media, ironically.
0: Well, we saw, we saw the end results of these workouts, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so good for her I mean you know what the The biggest thing that I'm reading about as far as this movie and I, I tend to agree is that um, she did fantastic and perhaps not the best vehicle for Jennifer Garner's talents no you, you know what I mean Like, it, 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 especially like if you want to see Jennifer Garner as a badass woman I think there's a way to do that that, that might be just a little bit stronger than Peppermint
1: See, and that was also, just go watch Alias. And so for those who, honestly, I'm going to keep bringing up Alias because that's a brilliant sh- show from J.J. Abrams. But that's a great vehicle for Jennifer Garner just as an actress because there's so many moments with her character, Sydney Bristow, in, in that show where she's vulnerable, she's emotional, and she is a real woman with real human problems and stuff. And then on the flip side, she's chasing bad guys all over the world and kicking their asses. So, like... That's a good show that showcases both sides of her. Um, this movie kind of does that in the first ten minutes. You see the vulnerable side, and then you see the extreme side. But where's the process? <laughs> you don't see the process.
0: Fair enough. Well, unfortunately, like with uh, peppermint ice cream, most people don't necessarily love It's not their favorite flavor of ice cream, and so therefore this movie did not do that well. In the box office.
1: Yeah, it's not ice cream, it's ice cold.
0: It should have been, they should have gone with chocolate or something. Yeah. Or even vanilla. People like, enough people like vanilla more than peppermint. Yeah. But um, vanilla yeah. is
1: also sometimes very bland.
0: Puns aside though, <laughs> unfortunately a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: That is so low. That is so ridiculously low. I mean, yes, granted, this is not my favorite movie whatsoever, but it's not deserving of a twelve percent. But that's the that's the crazy thing on Rotten Tomatoes. the the Rotten Potato Meter score is twelve percent. So that's critics. That's the general critics. But the, the but uh, it's a, sorry, the the critic score is thirteen percent. But the tatometer, Meter, which is the general audience, is actually eighty one. That's high. That's ridiculously, that's a passing grade. That's a B, essentially. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, so- I would rank it. I, I would give it like a C plus B minus, which you know, eighty one is a B minus. So it seems like we're on par there. Um, you know, I, to be honest, I don't think this is. I don't know. I had, I guess, fun watching it, but it, but in the movie theater. But I don't necessarily know if it's one hundred percent necessary to have to see it in the movie theater to enjoy it. Um, no. You could wait for it later. But it is what it is.
1: Yeah, and I think it's upsetting too because when you see a score that low just from the critics, you have to wonder what were they going into this film looking for. If they were expecting another Taken film because it is by Pierre Morel who was in charge of Taken, which was so badass, that's a great film too. If you're expecting a Taken film, it's not that. It's not that. But I just have to wonder what were they looking for? Um, what did they miss for them to score it so low?
0: Well, overall, you know, as far as the plots in the tweet, like the motives are by the numbers and things kind of as far as things play out, it's by the numbers, you know. Um, So I I think that's that's the problem. There's nothing really that's new. It's just more of the appeal of like, oh, you want to see Jennifer Garner kick butt and kill 43 people? Here's what you got. Um, But it doesn't necessarily do it in the most inventive way. And I think that's the problem. Um, Overall, though, um, it uh, it did not do so well. It went on to debut at thirteen point four million, finishing second at the box office behind The Nun, which you know what The Nun raked in over fifty million. So the big disparity, one and two, quite a big.
1: Yeah, and horror does always does well. So. You need none, and none is based off of a franchise too, so yeah, it has that going for them.
0: You would have thought you would have thought this would have been a little bit higher worldwide gross so far seventeen point six million. So not doing too good against the just the production budget of twenty five million, let alone like what the advertising was and whatnot. Right,
1: and I didn't really see a lot of advertising for this film. I saw maybe a couple trailers, and that's about it. And this it, is a movie that takes place in L.A., so you think. Oh, did you notice, and this is really only relevant to us, too, but the Ralphs, the grocery store that <laughs> Riley North was in with her daughter, and that's where we see the suburban mom, you know, like, that's the Ralphs that's in Encino. There you go. <laughs> I was like, I know that Ralphs. I was just there, like, two days ago. Um I just appreciated that, like, this is an L.A.-based story, so you, you think it would cater to the L.A. audience?
0: A little bit. I, I mean not to continue sort of down this path but but i must um i i remember when i saw the trailer i kept being like okay i want to see this but i would always forget the title and Mm -hmm. even in the trailer the the name of pepper like she's never because in the movie she's not ever referenced as peppermint when the title comes up as peppermint you don't put two and two together um, and so I had a hard time remembering of, like, what this movie was. And I and then I'd see, you know, in my, let's say, my Fandango feed or something like that, mm-hmm. Peppermint's coming out. I was like, what's this? And I constantly be reminded, oh, that's the Jennifer Garner movie. So it, it, I honestly think a better title could have maybe helped a little bit.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Peppermint doesn't really explain the movie. No, popular.
0: and it, it just really doesn't help me remember it either. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um. Yeah. That's. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm attributing to too much to it.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of another. Name. Maybe like Angel of the Night. The ghetto people would call her that, or something. <laughs> I don't. Um,
0: know. I don't know. Mother's Revenge. Like something.
1: Wronged woman. <laughs>
0: um. Anywho. Uh. Any other thoughts and opinions before we? Oh, drop this I one? think.
1: Action-wise, people would actually enjoy this film. The action in the cinematography and how they do a lot of their action sequences, I mean, they blew up an entire factory. That's cool. Um, <laughs> a lot of guys and some girls would also like enjoy that. The action part of this movie, done very well. Storytelling, severely missing on a lot of things. Like It did not hit the mark on a lot of different things.
0: I agree. However... Um all that means is uh, I, I was I was trying to find a way to tie it into a future optimism of movies that we're going to see. Um but well before I get there, uh number 1, if you disagree with us, you can leave us a comment, let us know. If you do happen to agree with us by all means, let us know in the comment section. That's what it's there for so we can converse off off air if you will. Mm-hmm. Um also, uh what I was trying to cleverly tie into and just couldn't was I am looking forward to talking about A Simple Favor next week. Same here. Uh, I, I have gotten a chance to see it, and I think it's, uh, it's really well done. It's great.
1: So, I can't wait to talk about it.
0: So if you like Peppermint, I think you'll like A Simple Favor a lot more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, anywho, we, we've got that. Uh, we're going to try to squeeze in White Boy Rick. As well as we're going to be doing The Predator. Uh, in the meantime, you can interact with us um, more directly at Serafini TV. That's right. I'm at Phil Svitek. Uh, the other movie we did today, if you're interested, we did The Nun. Um, and from weeks prior, we have done The Happy Time Murders. We've done Crazy Rich Asians. I know that's still a very big, big movie. Yeah, um, and
1: that just broke another box office record. Yeah. Yeah, it's breaking a lot of records.
0: And The meg has been doing quite well, too. So we did The Meg. Um, all we, We're coming to a close on summer. And so all the summer movies, if you're just catching up with all of them, well, guess what? You can catch up on all the anatomy of movies because we've pretty much covered every single one, at least every major one. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the small ones. We apologize if we didn't touch upon those. It has nothing to do with the quality of the movies and everything to do with our time.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> our schedules.
0: So anyway, um, lots to look forward to. Uh for and lots to fill your time with um catching up in the meantime thanks for watching we'll see you next week
1: bye from producers maria Menunos, kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of the popcorn talk network